where you and I can connect. It's a show that embraces a 360-degree look at womanhood. It's our voice, our perspective. It's what we care about, and it's how we feel. Empowerment through conversation is what it is. This is Full Circle. Welcome to another edition of Full Circle. You know how we do second Saturday of the month now. Got my girl Sean Brown in the house. Good morning. <laughs> Dang, I'm in the house. like that? Are like you barely that, in the house? Well, or are you in the house? Because, you know, normally I come here, I'm just Sean Brown. But yesterday I was the hair doctor too, right? So, and I haven't been the hair doctor in over a year. So, yeah, I'm a little like, whoa. You better get it together. I got Because we together. got a powerful show oh, today. Oh, I know. I'm yes. so excited. Yes. You know I'm always excited. Though. Okay, all right. It I'm awake, y'all. It is the second Saturday of the month. You know how we do it. Lessons from the journey. Full circle meets lessons from the journey with my girl, Sean Brown. We bring it raw. We bring it real. And we bring it to you straight with no chaser. How about that? And so today we have a powerful show for you. I've been telling people all week, ever since we solidified the show on Wednesday, I've been telling people to listen. I'm like, it's going to be fire. It's going to be dope, y'all. And so we are going to just bring it right to the journey of her. I love the fact that we're talking about the journey, right? Because this is what we've been saying. And then, you know, our guest today is talking about the pain. And, you know, me and you have this whole tug and pull and back and forth on the pain I said I was created to make suffering sexy and you said right right so look that (laughs) but don't you love how God sent me back up today no yeah I do I I can't see your face you would understand that she's looking at me like okay but I can't I can look at you crazy but I can't argue with with him no yeah okay I just accept what it is we're getting suffering sexy shirts I'm gonna I'm gonna get a suffering sexy shirt. Okay. All right. You can have all of that. <laughs> stay with my live free, stay free shirt, but it's all good. <laughs> so we wanna talk to you today. Um oh man. I just wanna just jump right into this thing because we've been talking a lot. It's been on our hearts Heart. a lot and we have built this relationship behind the scenes of really seeing I think I I've seen more of your struggle, no more of your struggle than you do of mine. But I think we both kind of have a uh, an idea of mm-hmm. what we've all gone through. Absolutely. And so, you know, um, I write in my book or in my chapter in the book, she believed that talk about going through the pain of my divorce. And when I do speaking engagements, I tell people I came into a marriage broken. And I married somebody that was broken, but I came broken. It, it, it had nothing to do about him. Absolutely. I came broken. I brought my broken self to some place that I really was not prepared to deal with. Mm-hmm. And so our guest today, Letitia Action Jackson, is here to jump in on this conversation. She is the CEO of Empowered Coaching Academy. She is a fitness Olympian. She's an Air Force veteran, an author, a speaker, and she is just an awesome woman with an awesome testimony. And we want to talk to women today. Like, we want to talk to men and women today 
about really getting free, really finding and dealing with the junk. Because all of us still kind of camouflage, but it's not until you really get underneath the hood. You, you really start to dig at what the stuff that you're dealing with or that you've dealt with or that you've experienced that mm-hmm. keeps bubbling up mm-hmm. until you finally deal with that, mm-hmm. you're still going to have the same thing. You're mm-hmm. going to still, you know what they say, um, the definition of insanity it's is doing the same, doing thing. The same thing and expecting, the di- expecting different results. Absolutely. So we're going to dig under your hood today. We're going to dig and we're going to look at some things and we're going to talk about how to really, truly walk in freedom. I keep hearing the word residue. Okay. And a lot of people, and including myself, I didn't realize that God wanted the residue. He, when he mm-hmm. talks about you can't pour new wine into old wineskins, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. That is what we're talking about, the residue. Uh, you know, I talked to you guys a lot about Dr. Ron Elmore. And when I was going to see him at one point, um, I came in there crying. And I'm like, I can't find anybody who will do this with me, who understands. He said, well, look at you. Mm-hmm. He's like, look at the pain that you're in. He said, there's not a lot of people that are willing to go there to allow Jesus into those places mm-hmm. where there's so much pain. So that's why we have alcoholism and all of these yeah. avoidance issues. Uh-huh. But in order for us to truly be who we are called to be, suffering is a part of the process, not to keep you there, but it's walking through the valley of the shadow of death. So right, right, right. We just want to be your valley of the shadow of death partners. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Letitia, come on into this conversation, <laughs> sis, because I know you got a lot to say on this. I'm sitting here and I'm like, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> uh, first of all, Wanda, thank you for having me Absolutely. on the show. And I, I totally believe, you know, the Bible says the steps of a righteous man are ordered. I was a keynote speaker last weekend at the Sacramento Women's Expo, and I was famished, and I walked into the snack room and spoke to another lady with whom I met on this journey, and I walked out and I said hello to you, and as I was going to my car, we were right there at the, at the moment together, and mm-hmm. so when you said to me, well, someone said that I need to know you, you and I knew that that was a God moment, right? Right. Mm-hmm. And I, I like to say there's no coincidence, it was a God moment, and so I'm excited to be here because when we spoke, I, I told you I wanted to talk about the process, mm-hmm. the journey of her. Mm-hmm. And I, I like the word journey because many of us are led to believe that healing and, and we're supposed to be. Right. And the concept of being has led many of us astray. Mm-hmm. We are in the process of becoming what right. God created us to be. And on that journey, there's a lot of us that are holding on to things And we're holding on to people and places that are preventing us. You know, the Bible says that God knit us together in our mother's womb. Right. Before any days were, he knew all of them. We have a creator that knew every single one of our days. And he had plans of good, not of evil. But then we're birthed into our environments. An environment is different for everyone else. Mm -hmm. And in those environments, we're exposed to things. We're exposed to rape. We're exposed to molestation. We're exposed to hate. And instead of seeing ourselves the way that God sees us, we begin to see ourselves the way that people told us we were. Yeah. And that's where I end up on a, a path of self-destruction. Mm-hmm. 
I was driving down the road that I thought God had chosen for me, but it was the road that I chose. Mm-hmm. That and, happens so many right, times. So you know? many of us are driving and, and we're really thinking we're in control. And we're really excited because we're driving this BMW and on the outside it's it's glistening and the world is looking at us and putting labels on us as women as successful or powerful mm-hmm. where God really wants to strip that and say you're broken. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Right? So, yes, go. Let's I, talk. Let's dig. So I <laughs> wanted to start with, you, yes. you have this desire to see women emotionally, mentally, and physically free. Yes. However, that wasn't always your journey. You know, the very the very irony about my journey is that I am a fitness Olympian. I have one of the fittest bodies in my sport. I've been in 30, 40 different fitness magazines. You Google Letitia Action Jackson. I'm everywhere. However, the woman that was in the mirror looked back at the woman she did not know. Mm. And it is so weird now at 41, I can finally look in the mirror and see my own beauty. But I don't see my beauty. I see the true essence of who I was created to be. Yeah. And so it, it's, it's weird because so many of us are taught if you look a certain way, if you live in a certain area code, the superficialities of life. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't understand why I would land a four-page spread in a fitness magazine and all I could see was my imperfections. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because the lenses through which I was seeing myself was broken. I didn't see who I was. I saw what I was doing. I was curating worth and value with my hands. Yeah. And I grew up in a family where my mom and my dad, we had a very strong family life, very secure. And at 13, my parents divorced. And I, I still go back and say, God, what moment was it that triggered something inside of me as a 13 year old girl that told me I was not valuable? Something in my environment, whether it was overt or subliminally stated, said, you are not enough. And from 13 to about 30-something years old, I went on a journey of proving who I was. I'm never going to need a man. Now, this is the narrative I told myself. Mm -hmm. I'm never going to need a man. You can't trust men. And I'm going to show the world how valuable I am. And so I got one degree, earned another degree, earned another degree, traveling the world, speaking. And I was chasing this. I was looking for that moment where I was finally going to look in the mirror and say, I'm valuable. Yeah. Stacking those things on top of. Yeah. 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 Um, I heard you talk about the divorce of your parents. That was 13? At around 13. What was the relationship? What did that look like? Uh, What did Jesus look like in your home? What was the. What was the foundation? Right. He was very well known. My parents raised us to believe in Jesus Christ. My mother and father took us to church. You know, the funny thing about Jesus is that behind the name of Jesus, there's hurt. Right. We went to church. Mm -hmm. We love God. But I think that as a 13 year old, you don't know what's going on behind church on Sunday. Mm -hmm. You don't know what's going on behind prayer. You don't know what's going on because marriage consists of two flawed people. Mm -hmm. Right. My mom was a great mom. My dad was a great father when he was there, but they were still humans who were broken themselves. Oh, absolutely. 
And so as a 13-year-old who didn't have the cognitive ability to separate her parents' issues mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and her issues, absolutely. when they divorced, their issues became my issues. Absolutely. Okay, so that's why God gave me this. He, I heard him yeah. say very clearly, born in, we're born in sin, shaped in iniquity. Yes. And so if we're born in sin and shaped in iniquity, it is environmental. I mean, it's all around us like a cold. You can't walk into in a complete room where it's the cold virus is all over and expect not to come out and get it. Right. That's right. That's so right. we are either forced to um, find God and see how he ordered the world and then live by that. Mm-hmm. Or we're living by our example. So here's the example. Now I have two choices. I follow the example and go straight for it. Or I turn around and make my own decisions. And I know for myself I, we went to church and we did all that stuff, but there was not a real presence of Jesus and mm. following his way. Yeah. And so, yes, that takes me on a track of drugs and mm-hmm. illicit sex and, yes. yeah. you know, all of the things that we look for to fix the void that only Christ can come to feel. So, but I'm going to yeah. jump in there because yeah. even when you have that in your household, in our humanness, especially as a child, you can't help but think my dad left because of me. My mom yes. left oh, because absolutely. of me. You yes. know what I'm saying? Oh, so even if you have that mm-hmm. in your environment, you still, because of your young brain and That's you still right. haven't, it's not developed. It's not we developed. have a process. That's right. Absolutely. You can't help but take yeah. on some of that stuff. And I think the danger of a 13-year-old girl trying to understand adult issues is when those adults do not come back there you go thank you i'm so glad you got there right and sit with that 13 year old fragile undeveloped mind that's right and say mom and dad have made these choices and these choices have nothing to do with you absolutely and if i could go back to that 13 year old girl because i'm still in therapy and one of the things (laughs) <laughs> I, I don't know, but I recommend it. If yeah. you're not, yes. one of the things my therapist asked me to do um, in this week's session is for me to go and write a letter to myself. And so a part of that letter, I'm going to start writing it today, is that I want to tell that 13-year-old girl, it was never your fault. Mm-hmm. They were never your issues to carry. That's right. And they were too heavy for you to carry that's right and so i think that is essential as women as we are out in the world searching for partners and we're searching for family we need to be very cognizant of who we share our bodies with absolutely and we really need to get to know the person that shows up and procreates with us because a 13 year old girl becomes a 43 year old woman Mm -hmm. right but sometimes that 13 year old girl never heals right and so she never understands why she's attracting Uh, negative behaviors while she's in bed with people she should not be in, why she can't sustain things in her life. Because when you don't give a girl the tools, that girl becomes an unprepared woman. Right. Right. Absolutely. I mean, isn't that what he says? He says, train the children in the way they should go and in the end they won't depart. But that works on the flip. Right. Yeah. So if I don't train, I'm still training them in the way they should go and in the end it won't depart. It's very difficult to turn a a land yacht around and that's what Mm -hmm. all of us are doing we are literally we have been formed in a way that is completely counter to the way this world works the way jesus and god god set it up and then we're expecting the children that we bring into the world to function 
It's damaging. Yeah. It, it's, it's, it's it is really damaging. So I've spent the last 13 years unlearning what I learned. Absolutely. Yeah. That's, that's <laughs> exactly. <laughs> to reprogram. It's detox. Yes. How do you reprogram the 40 years, 50 years, 20 years of thinking in this one yes. way of being trained up? Yes. Not necessarily the way you should go, but being trained up nonetheless. Yeah. Seeing that, oh, it's okay for a man to hit me because my mom allows that. Or it's okay to, to you know, be with somebody that has three or four or five different women because at least she's showing me love. You know, right. how do you deprogram all of those years of thinking that way? True. I think the only you know, way truth. you can reprogram it is to see something different and be exposed to something different. Yeah. What does God say? He says, it's the truth that makes you free. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so for me, I had to understand how I was operating in life was not the right way under God's creation right. for me. Right. Amen. And I, I think what's essential, too, is that we must have something to compare it to. Right? Amen. If, and that's where the problem is. Yes. If yeah. I've only seen broken homes, <laughs> mm-hmm. if I've only seen abuse, if I've only seen poverty and neglect, you must come in and expose me to the opposite thereof. Yeah. Because then I have something to compare it to. And then if I want to do differently than my culture or my environment, then I can say, well, I've seen both sides. And that's why the Bible says, choose Choose. this day whom you will serve. We have the power of choice. Mm -hmm. When I realized that nine months after I left my ex-husband, I was in another relationship with a different man, different name, same Same. behavior. That's right. I knew that there was something inside of me Mm -hmm. and I had to choose. I went Three, four years, I said, God, I am going to give myself only to you because there's something inside of me that is broken. I couldn't blame anyone else around me. I was tired of saying, well, my dad walked out and I was done being a victim. Yeah, mm-hmm. I was done because I knew what God created me for was bigger than the pain that I was. I was I was sitting in it and I wake up every day and pl- press tape recorder and it will ruminate. Your dad doesn't love you. You're not good enough. You're not worthy. Your father walked out. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to tell you this that is so good right now. Comfortable. I'm literally texting people. <laughs> being comfortable in the brokenness is better than for some people better than seeing what's out there. I like this little blanket of comfort of mm-hmm. comfort of brokenness. I it's okay. I want to be the victim because no one ever showed me differently. Yeah. And when it's hard people grav gravitate to the victimness, right? They don't want to do anything else because it's so ingrained. We had a show on cycles, on generational patterns and it's like, you know, now everybody's using these weighted blankets, right? Mm-hmm. It's I, I equate it to that, is that, you know, I take on the hurt from the parents before me mm-hmm. and their parents and their parents. And so I'm so used to being that way mm-hmm. that it's just so comfortable to be wrapped up in being a victim. It's scary out there. Change yeah. is scary. You know what I heard is if the truth makes us free, then the lie keeps us bound. That's that yeah. weighed blanket. It's the weighted blanket. I mean, it's yeah. like you're literally bound. And until you decide, it's got to be something other than this. Mm-hmm. I'm created for more mm-hmm. than this. Mm-hmm. Then you just stay. Because we're, we're, we're all going to go through suffering, right? right. We're not going to be greater than the teacher. Right. That's not happening. Right. So, and not only that, if you don't suffer, how are you going to relate to the people who are suffering? You, you're no right. help, right? right? So it's kind of necessary. But we're getting stuck. And we don't have a lot of representation of what it looks like to go through. 
that's why lessons from the journey they got to see it and that's why yeah. i wanted to bring that up that comfort because we really need to unpack and and help people to realize that they hmm. can dig out of that yeah. right help especially women and the you know you talked about broken daughters mm-hmm. right especially like we need to in this conversation is to do that is to help you start to peel back right the layers of mm-hmm. that wing but i think that we don't start peeling until we first acknowledge that there's a problem that's true. absolutely that's true. right and i think that we skip over that i i sit in church and i i love the word of god and i i love faith-based work but here's the reality and so we challenge people to look at the truth of who they are. Mm-hmm. Instead of, I, I think sometimes we use God as an antibiotic. Absolutely. Right? Oh, well, especially in our community. In our community. Mm-hmm. And instead of saying, God, I don't want a Band-Aid. I don't want something topical. I need to get to the root, right? Like we look at chronic diseases in the field I'm in. And we can hmm. give people medication. And that mask, right. if you have diabetes... I can give you insulin. It will control your blood sugar levels. But the nine times out of 10, 80% of, of why people have diabetes is because of their lifestyle choices. Absolutely. They're eating too much sugar. They're not exercising. And so pain, some of us see the pain in front of us, but no one challenges to say, confront that pain. What is the root of that pain? Because right. you will never get better when you don't see that you have a problem. Mm-hmm. And I I think that the blindness, you know, the Bible says the enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy. Yes, it does. And my people perish from a lack of knowledge and understanding. Until you understand you, you will never have those those waves of blindness removed. Woo, y'all. This is a wonderful conversation. I am so... See, I told it. When I posted that this was going to be fire, it's going to be fire. We are going to help you start to find... That thing, because we have to acknowledge it first you before do. we can mm-hmm. do any healing. You do. And that's what we're here True. to do today, do. to help you start to acknowledge those things. I want to give your listeners, inside. in my coaching academy, I kept coaching women after women after women. And I noticed that everyone was stuck. And I'm like, okay, this doesn't make sense. So I came up with a coaching acronym that I trademarked. And it's, it's called ACT. Okay. And the first letter is A. And A stands for acknowledgement. You must be willing to acknowledge whatever that issue is. That's the first step. Mm -hmm. The second step is C, and it stands for confrontation. Our world teaches us that confrontation is bad. Confrontation is needed. Mm -hmm. And the T stands for take charge. So you acknowledge that you have a problem. You confront the roots of those problems, and then you take charge of saying, I acknowledge that I was raped. Mm -hmm. You confront that and say, I'm tired of having fear. I'm tired of not having healthy relationships. And then you take charge. You say, you know what? I need to find a mental health behaviorist to deal with these issues. Mm -hmm. So the acronym ACT keeps you from being stuck. It creates movement. Mm -hmm. And I realized when I take my clients and I take workshops and we do this, people's light bulbs come on Mm -hmm. because we have to go beyond just the acknowledgement. And so I want to dig more into that when we come back. We're going to take a quick break. Stay tuned, y'all. Go grab some family members while we're at break and come on back. We'll be right back. It's full circle, y'all. Empowerment through conversation. That starts with you. Tell us what topics you want to hear. Drop us a line at fullcircle975 at gmail.com. And we're back with Miss Wanda, life coach, motivational speaker, and friend of sisters everywhere. 
This is Full Circle. Yes, it is Full Circle. Thank you so much for staying with the program. I'm your host, Miss Wanda. want to give you some statistics before we jump back into the conversation. Nationally, one in three women and one in four men have been victims of some form of physical violence by an intimate partner. Uh, and that includes rape, other physical violence, or even stalking. And 22% of domestic violence survivors may experience some form of PTSD and some hmm. form of depression. Now, this April, this April, sorry, October is uh, Domestic Violence Awareness Month as well. And we're going to cover it um, in the month, throughout the month. But I wanted to bring those statistics up because, Letitia, that is where your journey began in that domestic violence situation. Can you share that with us, please? Yes, and I would like to thank you for giving those stats because I think a lot of people are very unaware that the rate of intimate partner violence is that high. And one of the things that really amazes me about that is when you break down that word intimate partner violence, it is an association. The woman knows the man or the man knows the woman And so at the age of 29 years old, I found myself in the closet with hands around my neck Mm. and seconds felt like minutes, minutes felt like hours. And I have to tell you, while I was in that closet with hands around my neck, I asked myself, how did I get here? You're smart. You're beautiful. You've got degrees. You're successful. I was all those things according to the world. But the truth was I had abandonment issues. I had rejection issues. I didn't know how to love myself. And so when I'm interviewed now, people often ask me, did you see the signs? And I say, absolutely. But when you want to be loved so badly and you want a man just to tell you that you're enough, because remember that 13-year-old girl who didn't have her father around needed someone just to affirm her. And when I first started dating my ex-husband, at first the attention that he gave me was refreshing. It was something I had never had before and I longed for it. But then as time progressed and I would get phone calls out of the blue, like, where are you? And I'm like, well, what do you mean, where am I? I I talked to you like an hour ago. And the calls became excessive. And if I were in the grocery store, I may say, I'll call you back in a minute. Before I left the grocery store, I got five or six calls. And so anyone that's listening now that's not aware of the signs of domestic violence, that is a sign. A person that trusts you does not have to call you every day, all day. Fast forward a year later, I married him. I saw the signs. A week before I was getting ready to walk down the aisle, my mom came to me and she says, I've been praying for you and he is not the person you're supposed to marry. Mm. When you're young mm. and, and, and mm. you're, you're, you're creating a life on your own, I knew in my spirit she was right. But my pride and my ego wouldn't agree to her. Mm-hmm. And so I went on and married him. And a year later, I was calling her after he attacked me mm. and just called the cops where he was arrested for attempted murder. A week before that, my mother kept calling me excessively. And she kept asking me, are you okay? And I wasn't okay. I was getting my head slammed against the door. Mm. I was being called B-I-T-C-H's. I was getting dropped at train stations. But I had entered into something that my pride would not let me get out of. Mm. Right? Mm. And culturally, as a woman of God, as a believer, marriage is, is sacred. But I told her what happened and she cried. She said, I kept calling you. Because I had a vision of you dead on the floor. Mm. That was a week before the attack. 
And so I left. I was in Boston. I left and I had to go move with family in Ohio. And I can remember laying in the bed day after day. I was ashamed. I felt dirty. I was like, how in the world does someone such as you get into this situation? And I can remember when I had to press charges against my ex-husband in the courtroom, the judge said, this is victim number. And he read off this long number. And in my head, the word victim replayed over and over and over. I had never been a victim. Yeah. I don't know what a victim means or what it felt like, but that shame that came after I left, I was angry. Right. Mm -hmm. I was depressed. I was anxious. I was fearful. And I, 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 I slept a long time, but God was so faithful. He put me in my sister's home who are also believers and they just loved on me. They loved me through my brokenness. I didn't have to explain my brokenness when I needed to cry. They allowed me to cry. I had nieces and nephews that would just, they would crowd around me and just hug me and kiss me. They knew I was broken, mm -hmm. but about three months of that brokenness, I woke up one morning. I said, I've had enough. I said, God, this is not what you planned for me. I need to heal. I need for you to dig inside of me and take out of me what's in me. And I went back to the gym trained. It was what I knew. The gym was a sanctuary for me. And eight months later, I stood on the Olympia stage. And I stood there with pride, not because I was looped with this huge medal. It was because there were times I'd be squatting with two, 300 pounds on my back crying. It was times when I'm doing ab workout and tears are flowing because God allowed that moment to heal me. Exercise was always my safety outside of God. And so it was painful. It was painful to look at myself and say, despite having the external, you don't know who you are. And I was committed to going on a journey of learning the difference between who I was and what I was accomplishing. They're not the same. Yeah. They're absolutely yeah. not they the same. They are not the same. They're yeah. so, so far from being the same that it's not even funny. It's interesting. I, there are so many things that you said, um, but the one thing that you keep saying is journey. Yes. And the journey is a process yes. and is a process of highs and lows. You know, when I laid in the hospital, I don't know how much you know of my story, but, mm. you know, when you talked about um, illnesses and those kinds of things, for me, the journey took me through breast cancer, took mm. me through vulva cancer, took wow. me through three brain surgeries, a loss of my sight, had to learn how to walk and talk and speak, almost lost my son. Um, we talked about... Um, like almost like an infection that it just kind of radiates inside of you. Yes, I yeah. had a wound abrement surgery, right? And what I learned from that is that we are walking around with emotional yes. infections Yes, that we are kind of like not treating. But when I was mm. in that hospital, they cut my stomach open. They cleaned it out. And yeah. twice a day for six months, they That's came. Right. That is what we need yeah. emotionally, yes. spiritually. Yeah. Because yeah. without that, we're all stuck. And yeah. so even exercise and eating healthy and yes. relationships become a, of, a form of medication. It is. Whereas yeah. Christ wants to get in there and completely clean yeah. the thing out. Yeah. And we as people need to come alongside each other yeah. to support each other through the process. Yeah. The process is difficult, but they need to see people like you, yeah. me, Miss Wanda. They need to mm -hmm. see people do the process. We run from the pain that will fix us and yeah. keep running back to the pain that keeps us sick. Mm -hmm. You know, it's funny. I moved after my divorce. I moved seven times in seven years. 
I thought a geographical relocation would heal me. Hmm. And I'm going to tell you, God chased me down. I remember I went to visit my older sister in Riverside, California. She was in the Army. And mind you, I knew no one there except for her. I went to a church that was like five minutes away from her house. And I had this thing of I'm, I, I not only literally run, but I figuratively used to run. And so there was something about me. I thought I was hiding from God. I don't know how much sense that makes because he's Mm -hmm. all seeing. But a part of me thought that I was kind of dodging him and out of his (laughs) radar. I was leaving out of church one day and this older man says, hi there, miss. Can I speak with you? And I was like, sure. Hi. How are you? And he said to me, Jonah, how much longer are you going to run? And I'm going to tell you, Miss Wanda, I looked at this man I said, excuse me? Mm. He says, you know the call of God on your life? He says, when are you going to stop fighting God? Mm. And when he said that to me, the Holy Spirit, you know, the Navy, when they anchor their ships, they use this huge anchor. It's a rope, right? Mm-hmm. But on the end of the rope, there's a, there's a metal anchor. And the Holy Spirit showed me this rope releasing. And he said, it's time for you to give up. Mm-hmm. See, I was fighting. God knew that I was going to be the woman I am becoming. He knew the pain. Nothing surprises God. Mm-hmm. But I needed to align up with him and his healing power so he could heal me and send me back out to do what I'm doing now. Yeah. And it all starts with acknowledgement. I had to acknowledge. And I knew when that man said that to me, because I had been running, mm-hmm. I, I can pack a box in five minutes, right? Mm-hmm. I can pack because what I thought was, I thought it was the people around me. Yeah, yeah absolutely. I thought it was where I need a different environment. Mm-hmm. I need a better paying job. Making $100,000 a year wasn't enough. I needed to earn another degree because I was deflecting. Everything that I did deflected from me sitting and opening up my heart and say, whew, okay. <laughs> Those are all the lies that we believe. Yes. We believe that the geographic location and the job and all yes. those other things are the things yeah. that are going to, oh, if I just move, oh, if I just do this and that, that those are the things that are going to no. fix. But it's there's nothing. No. It's like putting a Band-Aid no. on a bullet wound. No. I think you said right. that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like we got to stop and acknowledge. Yeah. And until we do, and that's probably one of the hardest parts because now it makes you have to, kind of relive in a sense just by acknowledging some that's people right. don't like to acknowledge because right. it's going to bring up pain but that's, that's what right. we need to do yeah it's like having this big elephant in the room right, right. And, and every day I, I tell the ladies in my workshops I'm like all of you got a pile of poop by your door and it stinks mm-hmm. every single one of you now the piles may be at different height depending on how much internal growth you've been seeking with God, right. but we all got piles by our door. Right. And what we do is every day we walk through our doors, we see it, we smell it, but we kind of turn away from it. We put the key in the door and we're trying to get to another place and bypass it. Right. You can't run from who you are. Everywhere you go, you are there. Mm-hmm. You can't run from you. No. Nope. Yeah. You can get in a bed with one man if that's how you live in and get into another bed, another bed. But the insecurities inside of you gets in every bed with that man. And now you're attaching your soul. Mm -hmm. So now you're digging yourself deeper Mm -hmm. away from God because we're sinning and sin separates us. Mm -hmm. So we're creating it's this it's a it's a cycle. Yeah. And I think we've got to break these cycles. We've got to say, you know what? Yes. And I'm going to tell you, it's going to cost you. Yep. It's going to cost you relationships to have to go back to those parents that raised you, but yet damaged you with their words. Come on. I've talked to women that have been molested by, by numerous people in their families. 
It may be you being ostracized from your family, but mm-hmm. it is not your responsibility to worry about how other people feel about your truth. That's right. That's that's important. That's important to yes. let people yes. know because I think another reason why people don't is because oh I don't want to hurt. I don't want to do. I don't want to, you know, I don't want yeah. them what are they what are they going to think about me? Yep. When your freedom on other broken people. That's something that's uh, in their past broken. Maybe it's healed, but they still have some wounds and things that they project onto other people. So you are holding yourself hostage because of what other people think, because of uh, what someone else may say. That's right. Because I might no longer be friends with this person. I've been friends for 20. Yeah, she's been my girl for 20 years. But there's some damage there that you keep allowing mm-hmm. to happen. Mm-hmm. That's right. And That's so, right. and then is that to. a friend? Right. And we say you use the word friend. Right. Is that a friend? And right. do I know how to pick it? Well, let's go. I, I think that they're friends because here's the reality. I, I've had some people contact me within the last week from my past. Mm-hmm. Those people fit me for where I was at. Okay. And right. so when you are broken, the people that are around you fit you for where you're at. Yeah. When you begin to heal and God heals you, you will not attract those people anymore because we attract to us what's in us. When I realized that I was selling myself short in the jobs I was sitting at, the relationships, the so-called friendships, because God removed the scales from my eyes. Mm -hmm. But when you have scales and you can't see the truth, everything around you is blurry. When you can see then you can step back and say, huh, you fit me for where I was at in that moment. And no longer fits. You know, I've outgrown yeah. that place, that person and that thing. And that's where we get stuck. And that's where we hinder our development because we're indebted to the things that no longer fit us. Yeah. I used to wear Nikes to run. Right. When I turned 35, I woke up one morning, put on a pair of my Nike running shoes. They didn't fit. For about six months, I kept trying to wear Nikes, and I went on a run one day, came back. My knees and my back were hurting. See, I was committed to Nike. Yeah. But my mind said, but it doesn't fit you. Yeah. Your back's hurting. Your knees are hurting. Mm-hmm. So why are you committed to one brand, and there's like a million other ones? Mm-hmm. I was comfortable with Nike. Mm-hmm. It's that comfort. Mm-hmm. And then in my head, I'm like, well, if I buy another pair of shoes, a different brand, how will it fit? It's that fear between that transitional period of yeah. from where I used to be, to from where going. I'm going. That's right. Um, can I just interject Girl, right interject. now? I got to come in. <laughs> because what I keep hearing is, because I, I literally everything is the word of God. Yes. And if we don't have a foundation of trust, yeah. then all I have to make my decisions to base my next move or my yeah. shift is what I think yeah. or what somebody taught me. Yeah. So once... I switch my alliance or my allegiance Mm -hmm. and Jesus becomes the Lord of my life. Mm -hmm. Then I can say, oh, so God, you want me to follow you because you know the plans you have for me. And that plan may include withstanding with a husband that cheated on me. Mm -hmm. That plan may include sitting down and walking away from my career. That plan may mean I have to take off the facade. That Mm -hmm. plan, see, without a full-blown, sold-out, authentic commitment, meant to this person of Jesus Christ to following his way Mm -hmm. and believing that his way works yeah people stay stuck or they put on oh thank you God the devil's advocate has anybody seen that movie the devil's advocate at one point 
Al Pacino comes back and he says, um, pressure, pressure reveals who you are. Right. Mm. And he does this thing where he flips into something else and he morphs into something else. And what that showed me was the enemy is always shifting. So if Jesus Christ isn't the leader and the Lord, that's right. I am literally submitted to yeah. Satan, who's yeah. always shifting. Yeah. And you know, what's so powerful about that. There's a scripture in the Bible. I think it's uh, Psalms 119. It says, Lord, your word. And I, I, I love just to to ponder over this listen to it your word is a lamp unto my, my feet, feet yeah. and, and a, a light unto my path so mm-hmm. think about this right so many of us are walking in darkness when you mm-hmm. are in a dark room and you bring a light mm-hmm. it exposes what's around mm-hmm. you right? like the roaches right? right and so when we are walking as women in darkness and, and trying to see where we're going if the if God's word is not a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path, and then it falls into the scripture that the steps of a righteous man are ordered, Absolutely. what he is telling us that is in his word, his word will guide us and our steps have already been ordered. So when we say, well, I don't know how to get out of this, it's the word of God. His yes. word is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto my path and the steps of a righteous man are ordered. That's the prescription. That's yeah. it. That's it. That's yeah. it. But you got to trust and believe yes. that that is is the answer. That's right. You know, somebody That's was right. telling me the other day, well, I just don't want to do that. And I just feel like God wouldn't ask me to do that. And God wouldn't, I said, yes, he would. Um, yeah, he would. Yeah, he would. And Who then you, you got to show otherwise? me in his word yeah. where he didn't ask you yeah. to do that. Why would he ask you to do something less than what he's doing? He said, you're called to identify with yeah. his suffering. That's if right. we're called to That's identify right. with his suffering, that That's means right. we have to put some things down right. in That's order right. to claim. We don't want to give self up. We, we operate yeah. in our flesh. Let's be honest. Absolutely. Because sometimes, even with me, when I think about my ex-husband, I knew that he was not whom I was supposed to marry. And oftentimes Uh what we do is we put ourselves in circumstances that we expect God, because God is a gracious God. Grace Mm -hmm. covers us every morning. But there are consequences to our sins. Absolutely. And so oftentimes we're angry at God when my marriage didn't work. But God never ordained you to marry this person. That's right. right. And so the pain that we often as women cause is self-inflicted. And that's where that acknowledgement of yourself. Right. Is key because we can't blame God all the time. God created the heavens and earth. Nothing he created was was created without a purpose and an intention. Mm-hmm. So he knitted you in your mother's womb. When you knit something, you know the intention of it. Yeah. You know how it's going to turn out. You are trying to knit your own life. Yeah. And because we don't trust a God that loves us, that gave his life for us, we put ourselves because we're rushing God. I'm 41 years old. I don't have kids. I'm not married. People say to me, what's wrong with you? I'm like, there's nothing wrong with me. I'm getting to know myself in God. And I will not look for a husband. The Bible says a man who finds a wife finds a good thing. thing. I will be so focused on the work that God has me to do. The only man that will see me will only see me because he sees God. That's right. And that's how we protect our hearts as women. Instead of us searching for a man, search for God. Mm -hmm. For I know the plans I have for you to give you a future and a hope. I wouldn't have gone through my abuse if I would have ran to God with my brokenness. Mm -hmm. But can I interject this? Interject, yes. If you don't go through your abuse, the people that are waiting for you. Yeah, that's true. The people, because let's go back. 
Yeah. For I know the plans I have for you. So what I realized for myself, for I know the plans I have for you means that it included molestation. He knew that. Yeah. He knew that rape was a part of it. He knew cancer, chemo, um, the infidelity. He knew all the things I would do. Yeah. So it's the platform for my ministry and the basis for my witness. It's very true. And it's the basis for my witness. And I think that there's times where I struggle with the fact of owning the process. And what I mean by that is being okay with not being okay anymore. Yeah. Being mm-hmm. okay with not being, I don't call myself a, a survivor of domestic violence. I'm a thriver. I've gone beyond being a, a victim. I'm a survivor and now I'm a thriver. And so I can look back now and you're right. Had I not experienced that, there's some days I wish I didn't have to go through that pain. Absolutely. Because it, 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 was, it, was, it was rough getting to where I'm at now. However, had I not gone through that process, I couldn't sustain a promise that's on my life. That's right. right. And so that pain process was the building blocks, right? Mm-hmm. No one builds a house from the roof down. They mm-hmm. build the house from the bottom up. Right. And so through that pain and God healing me, now I can go to another woman and say, I know what it feels like not that's to love right. yourself. But I think that people kind of romanticize that scripture, I know, for I know the plans that I have for you. It's not people easy. think that it's always going no. to be perfect and beautiful and oh, no. he's going to make me prosper and give me this and that and no. whatever. But it, you're absolutely right. Both of you are right. It's like we have to go through those things. Who's on the other side of that pain? All of those things that he allowed because people think, well, if he's going to if he has plans for me, he wouldn't make me suffer. He wouldn't make me go through this. He wouldn't make me. And he doesn't. Like you said, we have free will. We choose the things, you know, he makes good out of what we choose. And so we choose Mm -hmm. we chose that person. Mm-hmm. You knew in the back of your head that that mm-hmm. wasn't mm-hmm. to do, but Absolutely. you chose him anyway. Right. And then what happens is we go, well, God, why you give me him? Mm-hmm. There you well, go. Because God you didn't give you why him. You chose That's right. Him. Exactly. That's right. And now That's you right. want to, now you mad at me, God, right? Yeah. No, I'm not God. Now that you're mad at him because you're in this mess. Absolutely. But it wasn't his, but he can still use it for That's his right. glory. Well, the Bible you gotta says give it to him. all things work for the good, yeah. right? Yeah. And so I kind of see our lives like a recipe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All things work for the good. The mm-hmm. good, the bad, the indifferent. Because I think really at the end of the day, through all of this that we go through, God is trying to make us look more like him. Yeah, absolutely. Right? right? right. He suffered. And even if you think about it, if we want to get to not wanting the pain, even himself said, not, he says, can you take this cup from me? Right. 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 Like before he was going to be crucified because he knew what he was created for. Mm-hmm. But even in that moment before into the cross, he says, like, but not my will, thy will be right. done. Right. Absolutely. Right. He was flesh. The Bible says we serve not a high priest that does not know our pains. The Come Bible on. says he came, he felt, he was, he was tempted in all ways, yet without sin. Right. And that's where that relationship is so important with him. He knows your pain. Yeah. He too felt pain. Right. Absolutely. He felt hunger. He felt disappointment. He was flesh. Yeah. But the only thing in that moment of his humanity that, that separates us from him is that he didn't sin. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Right. So when you're going through that pain, you can run to a God. When that veil was torn on that cross, mm-hmm. the, 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 the barriers, we don't have high priests that go inside of the holies of holies anymore. He says, come boldly yeah. before my throne of grace. Right. Right. He is there for you. He's not saying you got to go through your pastor right. and you got to go through your therapist. You go boldly before God. Nothing right. you've done. 
And nothing you've been through is a surprise to him. Mm-mm. And he says, if you confess your sins, and see, this is what shocked me about that scripture. If you confess your sins, he is faithful and just, not only to forgive you, but that's where that action comes in. He yeah. will cleanse you yeah. from all unrighteousness. Mm-hmm. But that confession is that acknowledgement. Yeah. Yeah. God, I've sinned. God, I've had this child out of wedlock. God, I've been mm. promiscuous. God, I, mm-hmm. I made a choice that wasn't you. He says, come. Mm-hmm. Sit, confess. But why would God ask you to confess what he already knows? Because he wants you to take ownership. Right. 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 You, you will to. never heal until you take ownership of your own choices. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I've been saying this lately. Everywhere I'm like, sometimes I'll be so mad at myself. I'm like, oh, I'm so mad. I'm mad at that, I'm mad at that. And then I hear God say, Sweetie, you chose your way into every situation. You chose it. That's right. You had a choice. When I, you know, er, when I look back on my cancer diagnosis, they had all these different op- options. I still had to make a choice. I, did I choose cancer? No. Yeah. But I did ultimately have choices to make. Choice. I could have not done anything. I could have not done chemo. The I could have, you know, mm-hmm. there's choices. And that's what we have to get people to understand mm-hmm. is that, this life is about your choices. Right. When I was raped, I didn't choose rape, mm-hmm. but I could have choose to ignore. I could have chosen to ignore how it. How you choose to deal with, but it. how I choose right. to yeah. deal with right. it is what is the lesson yeah. from the journey. Yeah. Is that's right. what the journey is that we need to pass on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. and I, I think that we have to also. Love people exactly where they're at. Absolute stages. Ooh. You know, and I, I think that as a community, and I'm going to be honest with you, I've been in a lot of churches where I felt rejected. I have been in a lot of churches where the love of Christ was not there. Yeah. So mm-hmm. if we are going to use the name of Jesus Christ, who is the healer, who's the redeemer, who's the forgiver, we've got to look like him. Absolutely. Because if I can't find a safe place to go and unload all of my pain, and Jesus really is the only one that can heal the depths of the pain that some of us have been through. How do I get to where I need to be healed? So we've got to stand up, especially as women of God. We've got to create safe places in our churches where if a young woman, and I'm just going to go real as raw as can be. Yes, please. If a young woman walks in and she's got on a skin tight dress, I don't care. If she's searching for God, you love her and you teach her how to dress. Because when she starts to see herself through God's eyes, she will want to dress differently. Can I say this? Yes. I think we're a little bit hard on the church, too. Yeah. The church is a hospital full of sick people. But people don't realize that. People yeah. don't acknowledge that that's what it is. Right. They think it's a, a that place, it's for a place where they're already perfect on and fixed. Right. But even those people that are well dressed are right. sick. They just right. don't want to and that's it. And that's why we as a church have to do a better job. And that's my exact point. It yeah. is a place of brokenness. Right. So if somebody walks through the door broken, then they're exactly where they should be walking because they're trying to find a God that can heal them. And we've got to open those doors because all of us are broken. I don't care how you manicure the outside. I don't care how much scripture you know. If I don't see God in you and I'm broken, who else do I go to? That's right. Who else? I'm just being real. Who else do I go to? That's why I think it's so important for people like you and I and Miss Wanda to stay in the church. So a lot of Mm. times people run away from the church because they say these people don't blah, 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 blah. But if we keep leaving, how will it ever transform? Because the people who are self-righteous are sick too. Yeah. And they need to see me sit up there with my regular self. Yes. Yeah. Um, 
and live out this word, but I can't walk away from Jesus church. Jesus didn't walk away from the church. He came to fulfill it. So we can't walk away from it. We don't walk away from gyms or work or anything else because we find flawed people. Yeah. We have to stay in there because the church needs us too. Yeah. And and I think what we have to do too as a body is that we have to start these conversations. Yes. I think we're afraid to go to the depths of these conversations because it exposes. Absolutely. Right. And we create, I think there's two sides to everybody. There's the... There's the curated version of you that you present to the world. Mm -hmm. And then there's the real you that goes home that cries herself asleep at night. Mm -hmm. You know, whether Mm -hmm. you have degrees or not, that's irrelevant. But every woman has a degree of brokenness. Absolutely. And so we have to, and it doesn't even have to be in a church, but I think we need more silos throughout our communities where it's a safe place where if you've been molested, if you've been raped, if you've been shamed because of it, there's a place where you can go and speak on it openly. I realize, and God showed me this, there's no power in silence. Right. No. As long as I kept my abuse a secret, my abuse controlled me. Mm-hmm. So why should we be ashamed of the things that people did to us? We're really keeping secrets to protect them. But it's in the, it's in the confession is where we begin to heal. Because what you confess, there's 30,000 women behind you, too, right. that will start Amen. to confess. Right. Right. You being you and speaking in your truth opens up the truth for these other women. Yeah. But we take on that other person's issue and make it yeah, our own i'm over it and blame ourselves for the molestation that happened when how, how do you blame yourself as a six-year-old for something that a family member or a friend or whoever did because you? you're six yeah you're, and there's an right. enemy right. um that plays on the innocence of your soul yeah. so mm. born in sin yeah shaping in iniquity mm-hmm. mm. i mean that's exactly what what i keep saying yeah. it's like it's like you're groomed you know, mm-hmm. a predator grooms its victim, right? Yeah. So yeah. you're grooming the mind. So without the truth of the word, the mind stays exactly where Satan wants it to, which yeah. renders that that individual ineffective for the kingdom work that he was created to do. Yeah. 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 It's and all I, a plan. I think, too, it goes even deeper than that. You know, making sure when our girls are born, <laughs> who's watching them, Right. Do you know the person that you're leaving? And I'm not just saying it happens to girls. I can yeah, only speak good. from a from right. a woman's perspective. Right. I have four nieces, mm-hmm. and every time I'm with them, I'm a I'm a I'm an eagle. You know, I can't protect them Absolutely. from the world. Absolutely, but uh, you need to change those genes, and you need to dress differently. Like trying to help them understand themselves as they go out and present themselves to the world, and and teaching them. That is, it's not okay to sit on a man's lap or it's not okay for a man to touch you like this. They have great parents and we go through these things with them. Like if someone ever touched you and these are the the signs of a healthy relationship in our school systems, we need to have classes on dating. What does a healthy relationship look like? What is it unhealthy? So we have to prepare a generation of, of young girls to become healthy young women yeah. and talking about trauma and, and like yoga. I think yoga needs to be in every school teaching these young girls self-awareness with their bodies and when they're under stress because a lot of these girls are running into the beds of boys absolutely because they're not they're not being nourished at home they're in toxic environments right so how do we as a community healing is a community responsibility it's our church's responsibility it's our home responsibility and it's our school responsibility we as a as a culture 
need to make sure that we are raising whole children. Yeah, and also we need to, and we're speaking from a female perspective because that's what we are, but I yeah. don't want to neglect the fact that our young boys are facing some of those same things as well. And yeah. they are, they also have a level of brokenness that we oftentimes overlook. That's right. Mm-hmm. And they end up getting, you know, of course, prison to pipe uh, what is it yeah preschool to prison pipeline pipeline. all Mm -hmm. of that and we stereotype them but they're dealing with some same some of the same broken issues that our young ladies are so family out there i just don't want you to think that we're just talking about females we understand that boys and men struggle with some of the same things that we do too and i just wanted to acknowledge that we have men more yeah and and uh, often more we're gonna go to a quick break when we come back we are gonna have more of this wonderful conversation it's full circle we'll be right back after this show your support for the show by liking and sharing our facebook page at full circle 97.5 it's not just talk when you put it into action empowering women through conversation with miss wanda we are back man Woo! that was a much needed break just to recompose myself i don't know about y'all but to recompose myself because it's a lot going on thank you for joining the program it is full circle the second saturday of the month you know how we do it it's full circle meets lessons from the journey live with my girl my my side chick can i call you my side chick i don't i don't know no i don't want to be your side chick i want to be your main chick what to relegate me to the side oh chick. my goodness yes my partner that is you know here in the studio every second saturday of the month it is full circle meets lessons from the journey live and this month man we mm. got some fire for you can we answer some calls live stream i mean answer these questions do you that, mind that answering are coming them? live stream yeah i'm yeah. doing live stream and absolutely. there's so many absolutely and i just want you to get this one because this is so good all right. John Treese Wells. She's from Southern what California. Up, John You've met John Treese. She she is going to be training me and killing me soon. Um, she says, what does the cleaning out look like? How do you allow Jesus to begin the cleaning process? That's a great Who's question. That? I would love you to take that. that. Yep. So here is where I believe many of us get stuck. It looks different for every woman. Mm-hmm. And the danger is giving a prescription and saying this is what the cleaning process looks like. I can tell you that the cleaning process starts with a desire to be better. Yeah. It, it starts with an acknowledgement. I'm going to always go back to acknowledgement. The cleaning process starts with acknowledging that the way you've been going about in life no longer serves you. Because for me to say that this is how you should start, this is how this woman should start, it's not a one-size-fit-all. What it does also start with is asking God, going before God and opening your heart and saying, God, show me me. You know, the Bible says man looks on the outside, but God searches the heart of a man. Allow God to reveal your heart to you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because he is the truest identifier of you. You've created who you think you are. God knows who you really are. We're getting the call. And call. so that that is where I would say start. Open your heart and ask God to show you you. All right. Let's take this phone call, ladies. What she was saying, the gist of what she was saying was that it starts with me loving me. It starts with me forgiving. Mm-hmm. And she was saying that she can hold a grudge. She said, I can hold a grudge till Jesus comes back. Okay. <laughs> but, but a lot of us are like that. We are still holding on to grudges and it's not serving you. Mm-hmm. All it's doing is making you sick. sick. 
But right. I think right. the holding on to grudges is a deflection. Yeah. Because if, think about this, right? And just think about it for a moment in your own life. If, if I can focus on unforgiveness, that doesn't clear my mind, my heart, and my spirit up to focus on the real issue. Right. Right? Right. And so sometimes forgiveness is fear because I know if I forgive you, Somewhere in my mind, the enemy has lied to me. If I forgive you for raping me, or if I forgive you for, like my ex-husband, for domestic violence, somewhere in our mind and, and culturally, we've been taught that we are affirming the behaviors right. of other people. Right. Yeah. And that is a trap. But the reality is, forgiveness is not about the other person. Forgiveness is to free yourself up. That's right. And I, I believe that forgiveness is, is a... It's a cycle, yeah. right? You don't forgive and all of a sudden you for, you forget. It's a cycle of forgiving and re-forgiving. You know, the Bible tells us to forgive 70 times 7. It's a re-forgiving, forgiving, forgiving until God gets it to you a point where you're so healed, where that thing no longer controls you. So give yourself a moment to breathe. Yeah. The remnants of abuse will be there. The remnants of the moment will be there. It doesn't mean that you have to be held captive. But you have to understand that forgiveness is a process. That I think that's what happens, too, is that we do think we're giving permission to the behavior. That yes. we're saying that it's okay if we forgive. And it's so not the case. No. It is about you healing yourself and, you know, healing yourself, finding healing through forgiveness. It doesn't make it right or wrong. No. It just says, now I'm moving past that thing that happened to me to be in a better place. Can I just it, say this? That, first of all, being able to forgive... That's a God concept. Forgiveness is. is a God concept. So mm -hmm. first it starts with God. Seek first the kingdom of God, heaven and his God righteousness. Right. Mm -hmm. And then all these things will be provided unto you. It starts first with seeking his kingdom. Forgiveness comes from him. So you need him first for all That's of right. these things that we're talking about. Because we don't about. know how to forgive on our own. Absolutely. Right. right. It's, yeah. not, ours to, it's not ours even to do on our own. All right. So I don't know. It's really I don't know what's going on with this board today. You guys, can you hear me? Okay, I can now? hear you now. Okay. But it was a little, a little weird. weird. Yeah. All right. So, yes, we are on this whole thing about forgiveness. And it's really important that we learn to because we can't we don't have the power to really know how to do it ourselves. We have to ask God to, yeah. to give us that to and be able to forgive someone else. Can I say this, too, that we also get it twisted forgiveness and then reconciliation are two different things. So we automatically believe, or I used to believe that forgiveness meant that everything was going to be all cleared up inside of me. But first of all, for you may have to forgive some people that never come and agree with you that they wounded you. So the reconciliation yeah, yeah. of the relationship is contingent upon the person who committed the offense. So, I can't even reconcile with someone who doesn't even believe that they harmed me. So I have to forgive them in my heart. Yeah. And then reconciliation is upon them. And I think, too, to go even further is being at a point in life where you're accepting and willing to let that relationship or the mm -hmm. idea of mm -hmm. reconciling. Right. Being OK with 
acknowledging the truth, confronting the truth, mm-hmm. taking charge of your truth, and being able to, with God's help, say, God, if this means walking completely yes. away from this relationship, yeah. being okay with mm-hmm. being okay. Mm-hmm. Because that keeps a lot of us from really confronting the people that we need right. to. Because in that confrontation, as you just stated, if you've harmed me, but you're not ready to acknowledge it, sometimes we give too much power yes. to the person who yes. victimized us. Yes. And we hold you ransom yes. for holding me for my healing. Come on. Just so, talked about last night. Thank you. So you have to be willing to say, you know what? I am willing to forgive you. And I mean it from the depths of my heart. But I'm also willing to accept that this relationship never happens again. I'm walking yes. away. Right. Yeah, seek first. So it's, it's the yes. relationship with God mm-hmm. that enables you and empowers you to do that. Yeah. Because without him, I don't have the power or the strength yeah. to do that or even understand. That's right. right. That's right. right. Absolutely. Man, that's some powerful stuff. You got another question for us? Um, oh, God, I always do. Let me see. Let me just, I got some comments. So, Keisha, I just love Keisha. She says, I know a lot of people feel like they forgive it. It opens them up to be abused by this person again. Saying yes to forgive, they feel is saying yes to, to a potential no. repeat offense. Yeah. But we forgive to, but we forgive to release ourselves So that's a very good statement. So let's dive into that. One of the things that is required for healing are boundaries. Yes. Mm. And so let's go there for a moment. You making a decision to heal, I mean, to forgive someone requires you to say in that process of forgiving, what are the new boundaries for this relationship if we are going to move forward in Mm -hmm. one? And so... It doesn't mean because it happened once, it happens again. What it means is I forgive you for the indiscretion of before. I am moving in the process of God healing me. Therefore, you and I will no longer have communication. Absolutely. Therefore, if we do speak, we need to be in safe spaces with other people. You taking your control means you setting boundaries. We are not victims. That's right. We're not doormats. We are not doormats. And that's another thing we need to really instill in our young girls is how do we have safe boundaries in place? And how do we articulate what boundaries look like? And how do we reinforce what boundaries look like? And I want to go a step further in how to be okay with setting those boundaries. Yes. You because have that's a to. big thing too is not being okay with setting boundaries because yes. again we go back to I don't want to hurt someone's feelings. You're looking out for yourself. That's right. Mm-hmm. It has nothing to do with the other that's person. Right. And so we need to also in teaching them about boundaries, what they are, how to set healthy boundaries. Healthy is we also need to know to instill in them that you need to be okay because yeah. you are protecting yourself. Can I tell you how we're yeah. gonna help our young women? By Within, being the women that they need to see. Absolutely. You, it, you don't really <laughs> have to do a lot teaching. of talking when you live it. Being it. So if we live Christ's way, yep, because his way works, we believe it, we act like it, they're going to see it. That's right. They pick up all the other stuff. That's don't you right. turn on your uh, Instagram and you see the little babies twerking and walking around. Where do they get that they from? They learn Our behavior. kids are programmed. Yeah. Yeah. So if your kid is looking like you don't want them to look, that means they're looking like what you're showing them. That's right. And that's important because that we all have come out of that generation of do what I say, not as I do. Right. And we no longer can do that. These young women of today are very tech savvy. They're very smart. They're very innovative. And so what I believe as women of God that are going through our process of healing 
we also have to be honest because culturally yeah. the strong black woman syndrome is plaguing us. Yeah. Yes. We also yes. have to be vulnerable enough to sit down with our girls. And if you were a prostitute mm-hmm. or if you were promiscuous before God healed you or if you were in bad relationships, having the courage yeah. To sit with them and be vulnerable with them teaches them to be vulnerable, yeah. and it, it helps to humanize our pain. Absolutely. Right. And and then right. what we can do in in sharing our pain, we can then give them skill sets and teach them from our past how not to repeat it. Yeah. And so I think that that's the other spectrum too of being black women. I mean, we we carry this stigma of being strong while breaking down on the inside. Vulnerability is the most beautiful thing that God gave a black woman. There's we, two bags that you have to put down. Shame mm-hmm. and pride. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You got to put down the shame and the pride mm-hmm. and and be able to like like Action Jackson said, but be vulnerable. Make sure that you you know to allow yourself to be vulnerable, but you got to put down the the shame of the past incident or the past behavior and be able to walk in that. You got to put down the pride of what people are going to think about your story yep. and walk in that because that's the only way that we're going to be able to be examples. And furthermore, even when we make a mistake, even at this point in our lives, again. Put down that shame of I made a mistake. Hey, you know what? I made a mistake. I'm human. This happened. I allowed myself to slip. I believe the lies of the enemy. And now I'm moving forward. You can too. You know. But I think if we're if we're transparent and honest about our shortcomings, then we can also help our kids and daughters and sons. That's true. But we're not always transparent. That's what I'm saying. Right. That's true. But we're not always transparent. Oh no, we're we're and that's the issue. And that's the shame and pride. We're not always transparent. So, yeah, that's in a perfect world. Yeah, I'm going to be transparent. I'm going to show my kids. But we don't always want to be transparent. Right. You know, I I think we don't want to be transparent because if we're honest, kids call us on our stuff. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. And I think by being transparent with this younger generation, we are being forced to confront our own issues. And I think that's where the fear really lies at, because if I can curate and pretend to be something that I'm not, I can hide behind that curation of who you think I am. And I don't have to confront who I really am. But if we want to raise a generation of women who speak their truth, you first have to acknowledge that you don't have it all together. That's right. Absolutely. And I, I don't know. We're in this women's empowerment movement and everyone's using empower terminology. If you actually I'm gonna challenge you. If you go to Webster Dictionary, the Holy Spirit showed me this. If you go to Webster Dictionary and type in the word empowerment, it means to give authority, to give power. The Holy Spirit said to me one day, nobody but me gives a woman her power. That's right. And that's why I named my coaching academy Empowerment. Empowered Coaching Academy. Mm -hmm. Because he said to me, everything a woman needs is within her. Right. That's right. For the Bible says, I have not given you a spirit of fear, but the spirit of power, love, and a sound mind. Mm -hmm. See, we're teaching women and girls to look around them for what God already gave them. Mm -hmm. So if I know it's within me and the power of God is within me to heal, the power of God is within Mm. me to create. All I have to do is have to tap into what's already in me. Mm -hmm. You don't give me my power. And so we feel powerless. We feel like, well, I need power to confront this. You have it. You need to activate it. Right. Absolutely. And the Holy Spirit is the activator. Mm -hmm. Can I say this real quick? Say it, girlfriend. Say it, girl. Jeremiah 
No, I'm sorry. Lamentations, I believe it's 321, says it is good for children to sit alone and suffer while they are young Mm. because it is in that suffering that they learn a dependence on God. Yeah. So you think about it. um, You two were in the military. Yes. You went to boot camp. Did they avoid all the combat, right? No. They didn't didn't avoid it. They trained you up and prepared you for it. So from zero to 18, if I am getting prepared for what this world's about, this world is full of suffering. It is completely counter to God's way. So as parents, it is our job not to hide. I don't hide anything from my kids. They know about the rape. They know about my shame. They know about my, the things I've done that were completely an embarrassment to me. Mm -hmm. I don't hide it because I'm, first of all, it's in your it's in your DNA now, right? It's in your spiritual DNA. So that's another thing that we should probably talk about. What is in our spiritual DNA? The things that are impacting us that were basically dropped on us that we don't even know about. Mm-hmm. They need to know. Yep. <clears throat> Sorry. Got all choked you up. Got choked up. We're going to take a break on that note. We will be right back more with this conversation. Again, you still have time to grab that family member or that that's friend right. and to hear this powerful conversation. And hopefully it will spark a conversation with you and your loved ones. This is Full Circle. We'll be right back. Like what you hear? Drop us a line at fullcircle975 at gmail.com. And we're back with Miss Wanda, life coach, motivational speaker, and friend of sisters everywhere. This is Full Circle. Thank you so much for staying with the conversation. I'm your host, Miss Wando, having a wonderful conversation with my guest. Of course, my co-host, my monthly co-host, Sean L. Brown. Full Circle meets Lessons from the Journey Live. And we've brought this amazing, dynamic woman into the mix. There are no coincidences. We have already Mm-mm. said that. Yeah. And there was a reason why we met twice on Saturday. And so I'm glad that you're here. Letitia Axon Jackson, <laughs> CEO of Empowered Coaching Academy. Also, she is a fitness Olympian, a full full circle veteran. You are a full circle veteran, <laughs> but you're also an Air Force veteran, an author, a speaker, and just a wonderful and dynamic presence. And I thank you so much for accepting the invitation to be here today. Thank you. I, I, I'm still sitting here <laughs> just basking you know there there have been so many days on this journey of of getting to know myself and becoming the woman that God saw me before creation um and it's been exhausting Mm -hmm. and so I want to encourage the women listening to this today never give up on yourself amen never give up on the healing process you know there are still some days where I can be in the gym doing push-ups and I just cry and these aren't tears of pain, but they're tears of gratitude. Yeah. You know, I thank God for helping me to love myself and, and, and standing with me in those moments of darkness when I couldn't see who he saw. Yeah. And yeah. so thank you for having me here today. Absolutely. The work that I'm doing, I can't do alone, yeah. but it's the work that I'm destined to do. Before we tell everyone where you're yeah. going to be next and how they can take advantage of starting to heal yeah. through partnering with you we also have brothers that listen they sometimes stay under the radar but they do listen i thank you every man that is listening yeah but we've got what up dre andre brown (laughs) 
Sean's husband that actually had a comment that he uh, wanted to include. We wanted to make sure to include in the show. Well, he sent it um, via my live stream, this little Facebook live thing. But what he said is, as a broken man, that the responsibility rests on the man. God put him in that position. Mm -hmm. And he said, as a broken man, it kept him from being who he was called to be, which also impacted our son. I'm I'm paraphrasing. And he says, when men take their real role Mm -hmm. then our women our girls will be safe and then we can really Mm. be free to be in the position that god created us to be in yeah and i'm so so appreciative that after 25 years and miss wanda knows my story it was not a pretty one but for to see god completely restore this relationship Mm -hmm. and to see him what he's doing now um and to hear my husband say that Mm -hmm. i i'm i'm so thankful to god And that's so beautiful. I think it's beautiful just to hear him say that because I I do believe just like broken girls become broken women, broken boys become broken men. Absolutely. And I I think what is essential is that we start having open dialogue. And that's one of the things that I want to do in my workshop, Confessions of a Broken Daughter. And one of the workshops, I'm going to bring the men in Mm. and for the men to hear the confessions of these women of how they felt not having their father. So if a man does have children, he can understand the impact of how he shows up will determine how his children show up. Absolutely. But I'm going to I'm going to just kind of chime in a little bit because all that makes sense. And I'm I'm totally with you. But Mm -hmm. we did a, a show couple of months back called Daddy Issues where uh, Genoa Barrow uh, author, um, she was the uh, producer of this book and she is an amazing writer with the uh, Sacramento Observer but she wrote an anthology of, it's called Daddy Issues and we had a young brother call the show and he said I have a son, I think the son was about three years old and the mother is not allowing me to see the son mm-hmm. because of their conflict and back and forth and we went through and we were like you know what she's dealing with some pain um and it may just take that apology because while we want men to be in their children's lives sometimes they have that barrier of the mom especially when the children are can't you know call daddy on their own or mm-hmm. whatever and so um, we shared that, you know, we're talking to the young brother and he was really being vulnerable and just really saying, you know, I acknowledge that maybe I did hurt her. And mm-hmm. at the end of the call, he apologized and said, oh. you know what, I, I just want to say to her over the radio right now, I am sorry. Mm. I'm sorry. And so sometimes we want to see men. We totally want to see men in their children's lives. We, again, have to do the self-work because we can't be the barriers to Mm -hmm. them not seeing their children because we're still sitting in our brokenness is where Uh, I was going with that. Absolutely. Absolutely. I guess what I keep saying, too, all continuously is play your role. Yeah. Focus on yourself play your role and if everybody focuses on themselves and plays the role i'm going to be the image that christ created me to be yeah but i think the role is that who defines the role the role that's that god true. defined not and, a role I'm okay defined. god defined the role okay yeah yeah everything for us to do this job yeah is in that book and everything. we have to focus on being very very clear about defining yeah yeah um, defining the concepts of a role based on the requirements of the word of God. That's because right. the reality is when we look at, and we can just speak in a context of the African-American community, a lot of African-American women are leading their homes. Mm-hmm. And that's not biblically sound. Mm-hmm. But then it goes back even further when we pick and choose men 
for ourselves that we're not godly ordained because we're repeating cycles of mm-hmm. what we've seen. Yeah. So we've got to step back from all of it. And really the, the genesis of it is going back to the beginning of getting back to the recreation of how God created family, mm-hmm. right? Family is a mother and a, a father. The Bible says for this cause, a man shall leave his mother and father and cleave to his wife. So we've got to start teaching about marriage and how yes. to be married yes. and what are the concepts of marriage yes. so we can start to put together <gasps> the family back. So oh I think it's gosh. about working backwards, yes. rebuilding, and not shaming those who went out on the parameter and did it on themselves, right. but say, come back to the nucleus, come back to the center, yes. and we're going to show you God's way. Yes, that's Absolutely. it. That's yes. it. Lessons yeah. from the journey, what you're doing, yes. what we're doing. Yeah. It's it's all about it's all about teaching what's true. Yes. We didn't create any of this stuff. Yeah. No. Yeah. All we did was we're submitted to God. He's showing us some things and we're all called to be witnesses. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And that's my squad goals shirt. Shout out to my nephew Tyler who texts me. He's listening. He mentors young boys. And so I'm so glad that he's listening because Amen. these nuggets he can take to those ten and twelve year old boys that he has in their in his life every day and start to mold them and make them an example of what God wants them to be. So shout out, nephew. You know I'm proud of you. I love you. Mm. How do we, as women, partner with you? Because you got a workshop coming up. I do. And I'm so glad that it's at a time (laughs) after work that I can come because I I need it myself. Yeah. So how can we partner with you? That's a great question. So one of the things that I'm doing, as you stated before, I'm the CEO of Empower Coaching Academy Everything that we do from our leadership academies to our workshops, we're building women from the inside out. Our next upcoming workshop that we've created is called Confessions of a Broken Daughter. It's so good. And for a very long time, about six months, the Holy Spirit has been dealing with me on this workshop. And I'm like, what do you mean? And it goes back to what I alluded to earlier in 1 John 1, 9. If you confess your sins to God, mm-hmm. he is faithful and just to forgive you, but then to cleanse you. And what God has me doing through confessions of a broken daughter is creating a space for broken women mm-hmm. to confess their pain mm-hmm. and a safe place where we know that God will come in One plants the seed, one waters it, but I am the one that's called to open up the confessions. And we're going to be using my book that I've written called 10 Days of Inner Discovery. Mm. It is a workbook that comes with the workshop. We're going to go back to our childhood, ladies. We're going to identify and confess our environments. We're going to confess names. We are going to go into places where maybe some of you have not wanted to go, but need to go. Mm-hmm. And so that workshop is coming up. We're trying to um, get a location. So if you are a church, we want to have it in a church where women can come and, and be vulnerable and feel safe. So that's one way you can partner with us. I also, and we also run what's called in Power Her Teen Leadership Academy. It's a six-week leadership academy for teen girls, 13 to 19, and we go through six different tracks, emotional intelligence, healthy dating. We also put an emphasis on exercise and healthy eating and stress management. So we're giving these girls holistic, and I'm going to say that word again, we're giving her holistic tools to become a healthier woman. And so if you're a school if you are a church, if you're an organization, we would love to bring Empower Her Teen Leadership to you. And you can find us on Facebook, on Instagram, and you can find our website at 
uh, www.empoweredcoachingacademy. Our business phone number is 916-753-0565. And I'm going to tell you the work that God does through these workshops and these classes. Uh, My teammate here, Nefertiti, has been in the rooms and been to the keynotes. It's unbelievable when you start speaking your truth. The Spirit of God just sets these women free. Mm -hmm. And so if you're ready to dig, I'm going to tell you, bring your shovel. Because we are going to dig and you are going to uproot some stuff. And I'm also trying to work right now with Weave and other domestic violence organizations. So when we uproot this abuse and we uproot these uh, longstanding traumas, we have services that can help us deal with it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's powerful. God's powerful. So the workshop is still TBD. Yes. You'll give me the details so I I can post it on the full circle page. And if you know, once again, if you are a church out there and you want confessions of a broken daughter to come to you and you want it for the women of your congregation, call us. I mean, we're not we're not housing this stuff just where we're at. We want this stuff everywhere because there's confessions that need to be made. And I believe that God is calling women of God right now to take back authority that he has given them so they can go out in the world and create what he gave them to create. Amen. We are yeah. not victims. We created to, we're powerful. Right. And that's what I want. If you get nothing else out of this today, the power that you need is inside of you, has always been inside of you. Right. It's time to activate it. Absolutely. Amen. Ooh. Absolutely. I got chills. <laughs> like, Man. Straight up chills. Like all on my arms. Activated. I it's think time. Jennifer Lopez says I get gooseys. I got the gooseys all over me. Oh my goodness. Wow. Yes, it's so real. Good. It's time. So for a time much. such as this. I just want to read some comments. I've been getting some text over here. Um, again, my nephew Tyler said, God definitely ordained you back to this for him, meaning that I left radio for about 10 years because I was dealing with worthiness issues. I didn't mm. feel like I was worthy mm. to be on the air and telling and helping people and reaching people in this format. So I just appreciate that. Also, um, Gloria Bailey Ray said, you're... Um, the show is on point. Your speakers are ginormous. So uh, we've got some folks here just amen. really um, God. He- listening and not just hearing, yes, listening. listening. Praise God. Because that's amen. important. Amen. It's important. Yes, amen. absolutely. To God be the glory on that because that's what this show is all about. Yes. Yeah. Oh, man. I'm excited. I, I'm literally sitting here and I have to tell you when people ask me that I think I'd be doing this work today, my answer is No. And no matter how many times I've tried to run from God, I stopped running. Mm -hmm. And so I really want you women to know uh, face the pain Mm -hmm. because it's in that pain that your story Mm -hmm. will become your platform. Come on. Yeah. Come on. Right. Your story Come is your on. platform to glorify God. Yeah. Come on. And in that and in, in glorifying him, he provides all your needs. Everyone. I wrote seven books in one year. Come on. And had I not had all that pain, where would I had a fountain of stuff to write from? Right. What did you right. have to talk about? What do you right. talk about? Right. And right. so you women have books in you. You have academies in you. You songs. have songs Companies. and playwrights. And it's, it's you're telling yourself, well, when I heal, I'll use it. No, it's through no. your healing that God will use it. Right. And right. it's through your storytelling that God will heal you. That's the path Amen. to the healing. That's right? the pathway. Yeah, that's it's the, path. the exposure. It's the confessions. It's the sharing. So I challenge you ladies today, and this is going to be difficult. I need you to confess one thing that you have thought in your mind and your heart. I need you to find someone to confess it to. 
There is power in confessing. Yeah. Find someone today and confess your truth to. Yeah. So if we're going to be courageous, we're sitting right here. Yes. There's three of us. Yes. Each of us. Let's, yes. Let's drop trial. And I, I, I want to go. I, I, up until about a year ago, could not look in the mirror and see my own beauty. Mm. I look past the mirror. I go out and people say, oh, girl, you so fit. Oh, you fine. If I had your body, I see, because I was shamed of my beauty. I was told growing up, you think you're better than everyone else. Mm -hmm. I would go into Mm -hmm. church, unfortunately, and want to converse with the women next to me. And maybe they're with their husbands and you get the look up and down. And, oh, I bet you spent all time in a gym. Mm -hmm. Like I was, I thought something was wrong with me. Mm. And so the scales of my own beauty were on my eye. And now I look in the mirror, I say, oh my gosh, you're beautiful. Mm-hmm. Like not denying my beauty, not just saying, oh, you're really nice and sweet, but saying, no, you are beautiful. Mm-hmm. Girl, you are fine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I've been able to tell myself, girl, you are fine. <laughs> I love it. And not feel ashamed. That's right. Yeah. And so that's my confession. I don't have to be smart. I don't have to be just creative. I don't have to just be godly. I am all encompassing. Mm-hmm. I am the essence of me. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right, Miss Wand. Oh, yes. oh, it's my show. This is going to tell the order up in here. I tell the order. All right, all right. <laughs> Thursday night, y'all. I'm gonna be straight up honest. Let's Thursday night, I'm sitting on Howe Avenue, crying. Yes. On the curb. Like, God, I can't do this. You told me to open up a corporation and you told me to open up this franchise and I'm not even can't do it. I'm not smart enough. I'm not, look at how everything is going. And he's like, you don't know who you are still. You still don't know who you are. You still believe that everything revolves and is up to you to make it happen. When will you surrender? I didn't sleep all night. And the last thing that my husband said to me is, babe, you forgot who you are. Now, he ain't out there with me on the curb, right? Hearing what God says. And he goes, you forgot who you are. The next day, God just just showed me. So, yes, those little residue, like I said, Mm -hmm. the residue is still in there. Even though people see me on TV for 10 years, see me on doing stages, speaking, teaching, I still have to depend mm-hmm. what it uh i think it's uh paul he talked about the thorn in the, the flesh thorn, yeah. the thorn mm-hmm. in the flesh keeps you surrendered so we keep talking about it we keep confessing our sins one to another and we keep growing yeah so that's mine yeah i'm proud of you if i may Thank i you. wanted to share something with you on yes. that maybe you don't see your own worth and your own capability because you're measuring it against something that's not worth measuring against mm-hmm. And I think I measure it against what I always believed, you know, right. what I thought. And the, oh, thank you, because it actually is something like that. My expectation of what it should look like, there you go. my expectation of what it should look like. And mm-hmm. so then when it doesn't look that well, OK, God, thank you. I love the Holy Spirit. And he goes, for I know the plans I have for you. There you go. Only he knows. There you go. So the residue of the lie, yep. then attaching the truth confirmation from us to see that's the process people yeah it's all of the things yeah and you got to just see it live yeah so now you can't say you don't have an example of what this looks like all right come on somebody (laughs) all right that wraps up this episode of full (laughs) circle nah sister nah nah
right, y'all. Here we go. <sighs> Confess it. I know that there is a calling on my life. Mm-hmm. This platform was not given to me just willy-nilly. Nope. Know, I wasn't just somebody on the sidelines going, oh, I want to do a show. I know this is a calling. I know that when I speak, I know that when I moderate panels, that I hear God saying things to me. Mm-hmm. I have people. I was at Winco one day, and this gentleman out the blue sky and i'm going to say this caucasian gentleman because to me it it brings some context to the conversation i was pulling in the parking lot and he looked at me and he pointed and he smiled and he shook his head i didn't know him but i was like hey how you doing kept going and then i was shopping and went and went rounded the corner and there he was and he was like do you know god i said yeah he goes you got the favor of god on your life i can see it all over you he's not the first person that has told me that i know this platform is much bigger than what I see in front of me. But I walk in fear. Like, I know it. I know. And in my heart, I have that desire. I want to do more. I can see my whole company in front of me. And not for me or for any type of gain, but for God's glory. I know he wants to reach women through me. I know he wants to reach people through me. He's doing But it. that journey to more is scary. It is scary. And so I recoil. I procrastinate. I don't make the phone calls I need to make or reach out to the people I need to because it's so big that it's scary. Mm-hmm. I know he's got huge things for me. Can I, I, I can tell Can it. I tell you why it's scary? Mm-hmm. May I? Absolutely. Because you're trying to carry it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because you're trying to carry mm-hmm. it. Yeah. There are times where I am overwhelmed in the rooms I've been in mm-hmm. because I see Letitia's strength. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But the Bible says this in our weakness, he's okay. made strong. Right. You won't be able to do it on your own. And that's where fear pops his head. Mm-hmm. And not if fear happens, when fear mm-hmm. happens, Absolutely. you send fear to God and say, God, I don't know how this is going to happen, but I know you. Yeah. I've made progress because I always, and I'll tell people, anyone that I talk to and I share with, I always tell them that in the beginning of 2019, I said, God, I'll say yes Yes. to any opportunity that you bring before me. Even when my knees are shaking, I'm still going to walk through that. So I'm making progress. And I'm proud of you. And do it afraid because there's this, 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 there's an echoing. And I'm going to tell you, ladies, you need to be careful about what you allow in your ear gates and your eye gates. Mm -hmm. There's this spirit of being fearless. I know the Bible says that he has not given us a spirit of fear, but fear will come throughout the Bible. And Joshua, he says, fear not. Throughout Psalms, fear not, because God knew fear was coming. coming. Mm -hmm. And so we need to stop telling women to be fearless. And what we need to tell them to do is when a fear comes, take it to God and do it anyway. Well, that's what the word says. Be anxious for nothing. Pray about everything. Right. Right. And fear will come because sometimes fear is an anticipation of what has yet to happen. Mm -hmm. And that's how the enemy comes in. And he tells you, well, what if? And that's what I used to call the what if syndrome. Well, what if this and what if that? And so now I'm like, look, it ain't on me. It's on God. Goodbye. Because yeah. see, it takes Absolutely. the burden off of me. Absolutely. And God right. will not go against his name. Absolutely. He can't fail. Right. Right. Mark 9, 23 says all things are possible for those who believe. It's Come our on. unbelief. Right. Come on. It right. is within that unbelief that we are held paralyzed by fear. Right. That's right. Absolutely. So you keep believing and you keep moving. And when fear happens, you tell fear, okay, I got to go. Yeah. When you're so busy doing God's work, fear would knock on your door and you don't even answer. Yeah. Yeah. Fear will come because that is the magnet that's pulling you back from what he's called you to. Absolutely. Do it afraid. Yeah. 
And stop telling these girls to be fearless. Say, honey, when fear comes, you take it to God and you keep right. moving. That's right. Because yeah. then we that's think right. that's why we don't heal either. Well, I'm afraid to address that. Well, do it afraid. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Do we got to be careful our words. Yeah. Do it afraid. God already knew you're going to be fearful. They're was, doing a lot of things afraid. I was reading the other day when, when, when Christ told Moses, right, to go speak. And he kept giving God all the reasons why he, he could not. Mm-hmm. And God said, well, I'll send, was it Jonathan? With him. Yeah. So I started to think about how we deny the things. Aaron, thank you. Yeah, Aaron, yeah. He said, I'm going to send Aaron with you. He says, but it's not your words. I will give you what to speak. I mm-hmm. will mm-hmm. give you what to speak. All mm-hmm. God wanted was for Moses to go. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. But he right. sat there and bargained with God. Right. How many of us sit there and bargain with God? But I can't. Of course you right. can't. Right. Apart from him, you power. can't do nothing. It's not your power. It's not your might. Apart from him, you can do nothing. I am the vine. You are the branches. If you dwell in me, I will dwell in you. That's right. Mm -hmm. So if he's dwelling in you, you go because he's with you. He precedes you. (sighs) Okay, I'm done. Like, seriously. I can see that there is a traffic jam because I got a couple of texts of people that say I had to pull over. Hey, hey, this is real. This is real. This is the realest show we've done. I'm just, and I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you the stuff that comes out of me. I created a product line called Courageous Expressions, and it's launching next month. I've created an entire brand of fitness shirts, leggings, bags, coffee mugs, posters. I've never created, but God gave me the visual. Yeah. Yep. He gave me the visual, and he said, create it. I didn't sit back and say, well, what am I going to do? I said, okay, because it's in the obedience. Right. Right. That the manifestation of the vision comes to be. Right. That's why people don't have what God says they can have because they think they need to do it. You know, yeah. we've opened up two salons with a third in yes. the matter of six yes. weeks. Yes. So don't yes. tell me what God yes. can't do. Yes. I'm on says, my way to Africa. Go. I went to Africa go. for 17 yes. days by yes. myself because God yes. said go. Yes. I mean, everything he mm. tells me to do, I do. Yeah. And he shows he out. He Every does. single he time. Does. And he's told him, he, he, and, and think about this, right? When Moses says, well, who do I tell them that sent me? He says, tell them that I am that I am. That's right. Because what he is saying is, I am. I am your way. I am your truth. And I am your life. Right. Keisha says she's having a breakthrough right now. Well, good. 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 God's word is real. Good. It's yeah. powerful. Yeah. Ooh, okay. y'all. Ooh, y'all. Man. Yes, ma'am. Ooh, yes, this was ma'am. so good. This yes, ma'am. A wonderful yes, ma'am. episode. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, God, because thank it, it was God. all his plan. And Praise I God. just am, you know, like we did, we were in prayer before the show even started for those hearts and those people mm. that are listening or that will listen later. And I just pray that whoever's listening to this shares it. It yes. opens up something in them that they can start to walk in freedom yeah. and wholeness and start yeah. to acknowledge to confront, confront and, and to take, take charge. action. Mm-hmm. Take yes, charge. take charge. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. And once again, that number for our academy is 916-753-0565. I want the seats in these workshops filled up yeah. because this is the work that God has anointed me to do. Yeah. And Amen. the seven books that I've written are all 
develop for these workshops. Yeah. You will have the tools and we will pray. So if you're offended by prayer, it's okay, but you don't have to pray because we need the Holy Spirit because it That's is only right. through him yeah. that these chains will be broken. Yeah. So I will include all of the links yeah. um, to your website and to the workshop when everything is solidified. And we want to see you there, family, because it's all about time to heal. We don't have time to play mm-hmm. anymore. Nope. It's time to get healing and move forward in what God has for us. This has been Full Circle Praise as God. every week. I am so grateful for you listening and for your support. If you want to hear this episode or any other episode, know that Full Circle is available on all your podcasting platforms from Apple to Google, Spotify, um, SoundCloud, and everything in between. Make sure you're following this show at Full Circle 975 on Instagram and Facebook. And if you ever have a testimony, uh, a question, a comment, or there's a, a topic that you want to hear, make sure you email me at fullcircle975 at gmail. That's how we're doing it. Show love to everyone you meet. And we'll see you here next week. Peace, y'all. This has been Full Circle. Follow our Facebook page at Full Circle 975